Welcome to CBJ in 30, the official podcast of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's Bob McElligot. Welcome to another Monday mailbag. Can't believe how fast the time goes. Seems like every time I turn around, it's Monday. It's Monday all over again. But here we are. And I am getting ready to answer your questions. Find out what is on your mind when it comes to the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets coming off a weekend in which it was the best of times. It was the worst of times from the old tale of two cities. And that's exactly what it was. The Blue Jackets played a really good home game on Friday night against the New York Islanders. They battled the Islanders. They took the Islanders to overtime. They beat the Islanders. 5-4 was the final. They were feeling really good. I mean, you put together that game with a come-from-behind 7-6 to win on Tuesday in Washington, D.C., another overtime win there, and you feel like, hey, you know what? This season, yeah, it's a lost season, but recently here it's not so lost. Recently we found something. We're putting it together. That's the way they felt after Tuesday and Friday. And then Saturday came in Montreal. And no matter what the Blue Jackets did, they just, quite frankly, couldn't do it right. And the Montreal Canadiens took full advantage of Blue Jackets' mistakes. They put the puck into the back of the net eight different times. Blue Jackets got a mere two goals. And that was the end of the euphoria from Friday. It came to a screeching halt on Saturday. And the Blue Jackets now get set to take on the New York Rangers tomorrow night which is something else that is not going to be easy. But easy has not always been the path that this team has looked for anyway. There have been plenty of uh, instances of games this year that they really shouldn't have won, but they found a way to win, that, and that's what they'll be looking to do tomorrow night when they go into New York. So it is, uh, you know, difficult situation. What can you do? Not much. So you, you go out there and you do your absolute best. Now, Before I take your questions, and some of you have already sent them to me on Twitter, at Bobby Mac Sports, if you haven't done that, you can either do that now, or if you are live with me on Twitter Spaces and you would like to ask your question live, just request to be a speaker, and I will take it uh, that way. We We can do it that way. So, whatever you want. But before all of that, and I'm not saying you're going to like this, but before all of that, I have a little bit of breaking news. The Blue Jackets have some injury updates. And as I said, I don't think you're going to like them. After this weekend, Nick Blankenberg, his ankle is acting up again, and he is out week to week. That doesn't sound very good for the rest of the season for Nick Blankenberg. Now, Blankenberg actually re-injured that ankle in the game against the Islanders on Friday. I was told after the second period on Friday that Blankenberg would not be back. He was out for the rest of the game. And lo and behold, he showed up in the third period. And he played that night and he played the next night. But now he can't play. So Blankenberg is out. Why did he come back on Friday night? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Because Eric Goodbranson got hurt and he had to leave the game. So the Blue Jackets would have been down to four defensemen. Blankenberg gutted it out and came back and played so that they wouldn't be down to four defensemen. But speaking of Eric Goodbranson, 
He has a separated shoulder. He is expected to miss six weeks. Elvis Merzlikens left the game against the Montreal Canadiens after giving up six goals. He has a lower body injury, and he is day-to-day. Matthew Olivier left the game against the Islanders after blocking a shot in the first period. Never came back, didn't play Saturday. He has a lower leg bone bruise and is expected to miss two to four weeks. Let me recap that for you again. Blankenberg, ankle injury, week to week, could be done for the year. Eric Branson, separated shoulder, expected to miss six weeks. Barring a miracle, done for the year. Elvis Merzlikens, lower body injury, day to day. Matthew Olivier, lower leg bone bruise, expected to miss two to four weeks, could be season ending. So that's the good news I have for you to start your day. And when I say good news, I certainly do mean that tongue-in-cheek because it is anything but good news. It is the same old, same old for the Blue Jackets who have been injury-riddled throughout the course of the entire season this year. So that's the breaking news. That's the breaking bad news (laughs) as it stands. So that's where it is, all right? That's where we are with all of that. So where do we go from here? Well, it's an easy answer. New York. Play against the Rangers tomorrow. All right, let me get to your questions and uh, start to answer start to answer those. Maybe there's something here that'll be make more of a feel-good thing. Well, we'll see. This looks like it could be a feel-good thing. Lauren says, thoughts on Hunter McCown's play so far? I really enjoyed last week's interview on the inside edge that you and Jody Shelley did with him. Also, with the recent Blue Jackets injuries and necessary call-ups from Cleveland, where does this leave the Monsters in their pursuit of a playoff spot? Well, the Monsters, in their pursuit of a playoff spot, they actually did a pretty good job over the weekend. They won on Friday night. They beat Toronto. They had a home-and-home with Toronto. They beat them in Cleveland on Friday night. And then they lost Trey Fix-Wolanski and Jake Christensen. They got called up after the game. But then they went into uh, Toronto for an afternoon game the next day. Jet Greaves put up a 32-save shutout. And Greaves helped the uh, Monsters to a win in that one. So that was a good win for them. But then yesterday, Daniil Tarasov started. He left the game with an injury. And the Monsters lost to the Rochester Americans 5-2. And that was a uh, that was a pretty important game for them. Pretty important because they were looking to catch Rochester, and now Rochester has more of a separation as it stands today. Cleveland is in a playoff spot, but not by much. They have sixty three points, and they are only one ahead of Lavelle and. Um, uh, Belleville, yeah, for goodness sakes. They're only one ahead of the two teams behind them, so they have got to hang on. And they're now four behind, or I'm sorry, they're now six behind Rochester. So they could have closed the gap on Rochester with a win yesterday. They didn't do it. But they're in the final playoff spot, and they have just a one-point advantage over the two teams that are behind them. Now, as far as their schedule, 
They played 62 games. And they actually have, uh, oh, this is, this app is not helping me out very much at all. Ah, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me just get through this whole thing. All right. So, oh, I don't know. Anyway, I think they have eight games left. This, I'm not getting the information I'm looking for on here. I think last year's results are on that thing. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I think they have eight left. I think they play 70 there now. So um, that that's where that is. So hopefully uh, the Monsters can gut it out. But obviously with that injury report that I just read, that's going to put them in more of a precarious position. Now, Hunter McCown. What do I think of Hunter McCown? I've liked him. I, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think he's looked out of place in the two games that he has played. He's a big guy. He's playing the center position. He, um, you know, you can see he has some edge to his game. He's not even close to where he's going to be with that. But you can see it's there. So, yeah, I think he has some tools. I, I really do. I actually, yesterday, I t- <laughs> listen to this description. I talked to a guy yesterday who's a baseball coach, but his cousin is the head coach at Colorado College. Can you believe that? It's a true story. I promise you. It's a true story. Um, he's a baseball coach. He's actually coaching on the team my son plays for, but his cousin is the head coach at Colorado College. And we were talking about Hunter McCown, and uh, he told me, he said, you know, uh, my cousin loves this guy. He said from the time that he came in there, uh, he goes, we got this guy from uh, the National Development Program. Nobody even knows about him, and he's going to be great. And in the interview that Jody and I had with Hunter last week, he told us how when he was with the development program, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. And then, you know, he was kind of an under-the-radar guy. And when he went to college, he didn't know where he was going to go. He just went to Colorado College on a recruiting trip, and he fell in love with it once he was there, and he decided that's where he wanted to play. And then he wound up getting, you know, the minutes that he was looking for there. And I think it's after this coach took over, quite frankly. I think it was – I think he came in knowing that he had that guy – who was not being used properly yet, and so he he put him into place and let him do his thing. And he was really good on the power play in college. The Blue Jackets have him on the second power play unit. Again, he does not look out of place, and that is a huge compliment to a 20-year-old kid coming out of college and jumping right into the National Hockey League. So, Lauren, I've, I've liked him. I've been impressed with him. Um, you know, I, I tweeted out after that interview we did, I like this kid before he's even played a game because he just has he has that it thing about him. He gets it. He's well-spoken. Uh, he understands things. The way he talked about his hockey experience is that he's had to learn some hard lessons at an early age, but he's glad that he did because that's going to actually help him as he goes along. Sometimes those are just words. But... When you're sitting in front of a person and you're looking at them while they are saying the words, you can tell, or at least I feel that I can tell, if you're just BSing me or if you're being honest. And I felt he was being very honest about these things. You know, talking about having to learn. Didn't get drafted. We asked him, why didn't you get drafted? He goes, ha, that's a great question. Obviously, perturbed by it, wouldn't you be? Everybody wants to be drafted. He wasn't drafted. So... He, he, he's he gone through adversity early on. 
and he has uh, powered through it. And here he is in the National Hockey League, and he was a, a well-sought-after free agent. And he chose the Blue Jackets to come to. So he's looked good so far. Long way to go, obviously, but so be it. It's a good start. Troy Noak says, what are your opinions on the Evgeny Kuznetsov rumors to the Blue Jackets? In my opinion, he'd be a great fit because he's a pass-first center that would provide tons of depth down, provide tons of depth down the middle. Uh, also, it could benefit Kirill Marchenko in terms of chemistry because they are both Russian and highly skilled. I think it would benefit everybody because he's skilled. I don't think that it matters that you know Marchenko's Russian. Can they communicate better? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I, I think that. I think it benefit everybody. I don't know. And I, and I saw when David Panyota was tweeting out something about uh, Kuznetsov in the Blue Jackets. Uh, again, I'll go back to saying what I've said. Um, I know I said it last week and probably the week before. When it comes to the future, I think the Blue Jackets need experienced players. You know, these days of being the youngest team in the league have got to end at some point. They just have to. And they want them to. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they're sitting there saying, hey, how can we be the youngest team every year? That, that's not what's going on. So they, they need to quit being the youngest team. They need to get guys with experience. Uh, he would fit the bill as one of those guys. Um, if it were to happen, again, you know, he comes from a, a, a Washington organization that's done uh, good things and had a lot of success, so... I don't see a problem with it. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I mean, I mean, this whole thing, when you're doing this kind of stuff at this time of the year, to me, it's like throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. But he's an experienced player, and the Blue Jackets need experienced players. They need centermen, so there you go. Travis has this question. With all of the recent injuries, is it worth asking again if there's an issue with strength and conditioning? Or is this just more of the same of a bunch of isolated incidents happening in one season? No, it's it's just the same. I mean, that list I just read you, Blankenberg, his ankle, that's an issue earlier in the year, re-aggravated. Separated shoulder for Eric Goodbranson. How do you, that comes based on a hit or the way you fall or whatever the case is. So that is, you can't control that. Um. Olivier blocks a shot. That has nothing to do with strength and conditioning. That just happens to be wherever you get hit. Um, and what else? What else did I say in that? Uh, Elvis is... I'm not sure what Elvis's was. So, anyway, I, I know. I think it's the I think it's the same old, same old. I, I don't think this is uh, hanging on a trainer or a strength guy kind of thing. I think this is just... Uh, just the kind of things that has happened that have happened here recently. Andy McLean says, with Patrick Line and Elvis both injured again, what is the total player games lost to date? Is this a record for a franchise? A few seasons back, we had a lot of injuries, but this season seems like so many more. Uh, what is the NHL record? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't see that part of that. Find out. Let's see. NHL, here's the good thing. We're in a day and age. We're in a day and age where the answer to every question is at the tip of your fingers. Ah, 
if I can type. I do have the answer of the uh, the Blue Jackets number, actually, uh, thanks to Blue Jackets PR department, and more specifically, Glenn Odobrowski, who gave it to me. Uh, the Blue Jackets man games lost due to injury right now is 464 on the year. 464 man games lost. What is the, uh, yeah, what is, who has lost the most man games in an NHL season? Uh, I looked this up. It says uh, the Montreal Canadiens had 438 man games lost in Toronto Maple Leafs, 428. That looks like that's in one season, though. I, I believe that is. Yeah, th- yeah, that was, that was, that's, that's the wrong number. All right. So here's an article from April of 2022 saying the uh, Montreal Canadiens have a chance to break a nearly 20-year-old record. Previous record was a total of 629 games lost. Yeah, and the Canadians, they have 700 games lost to injury. So not even close. Not even close. 464, 700, that is, that's, yeah. Not even close. So there's your answer to that question. That's where that's where it sits. It's a lot. It's a high number. There's no doubt it's a high number. But uh, that's where it is. What else do I have here? Tyler Kearns. How concerned should we be with Elvis? First year of his extension, and it's not been his year. Injuries in the defense in front hasn't helped the case. But what should we expect from him next season? This is a terrific question, Tyler. Terrific question. Because I don't know the answer to this question. Why don't I know the answer to this question? Because I am just perplexed by Elvis Merzlikens. And let me just go through this very easily. And and I want to be specific about a couple of things here. First of all, I think Elvis Merzlikens is a, a genuinely great human being. I really do. I, I think he is. Uh, I think he means well. I think he is uh, courteous. I think he is conscientious. I think he cares about people. I really do. I, I I think that about him. When it comes to being a goalie, the here's what I think, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this guy, when he was over in Switzerland, he was an absolute star. From all I can tell and all that I read and all that I heard, he could do nothing wrong. He was an absolute rock star in Switzerland. Life was good. Life was great. Life was grand. Everything was wonderful. Adversity, whatever there was, he was able to overcome it. That was what it was like when he was in Switzerland. Then he comes to North America, and this is where things change. Now, I, as those of you that have listened to me for a long time, this is no surprise to you whatsoever. I never liked the fact that he would not go to the American Hockey League upon his arrival to get acclimated to the North American game. Now, that was the agreement, okay? that's He was coming over, and... He didn't have to go. All right, that's fine. Didn't go to the American Hockey League. If you recall, and if you don't, I'm going to refresh your memory right now. 
if you recall, when he first got here, he was practicing. But he was not practicing with the team. His sessions were outside of the team sessions. He was not a part of the team when he came here. For whatever reason, I, I, don't, I don't know. But at the time, I think there were already three other guys, and he was the fourth guy. And, and, you know, again, his time was outside of their time. So that's how it started. And then the next year, he comes in, and he starts to play. And then he has that disastrous first game in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, it's tough game after tough game, and his confidence takes blow after blow. Right? I mean, he was like uh, Rocky Balboa was punching against his confidence early on when he started. Because whatever happened before in whatever other league, that great success, he wasn't finding it. And they did finally send him down to the AHL. And remember, his first professional win in North America came in the American Hockey League. Um, look, and, he, and he's improved since then, and this year has just been an absolute regression. Injuries, yes, they've been a part of it. The team play, absolutely, has been a part of it. But when I hear him talk sometimes, I just can't help but think that he is just too much in his own head. Just overthinking. The worst thing you can do as a goaltender, and in my opinion, as a pitcher in baseball, the the worst thing you can do in each of those jobs is overthink. Oh, you can think. You know, you can try to be figuring out the, you know, hey, what's, how's this guy going to shoot it on me? You know, what what's going on over here? What angle might he take? All right, is he going to pass this puck? Okay, you can think about all that stuff. But you just can't overthink. You can't think yourself into a box. And that happens not just during games, but that happens outside of the game as well, where, you know, you think about it constantly. I think you you overthink it. Sometimes you just need to get away, and you need to get a break, and you need to forget about it. If you recall the interview he gave in in uh, uh, Minnesota after the game against the Wild, he talked about the All-Star break and how he, how he went on vacation and how he went into the ocean and he screamed it all out of him. Well, he, he didn't. You know, he, he felt better and he played better. But it's, you know, there's, there's still things there. And, I mean, I don't know. I, my, my advice always as a coach was shut your brain off. Just react. Just quit, quit thinking about it. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. And I know that's like, I mean, easy to say, hard to do. But I just feel like, and, and you know, it's quite possible that he cares so much that he, think, he overthinks himself into a box. I'll give him that. But I, I just think he needs to find a way to channel all of those emotions, to channel everything that's going through his head and just turn it into good performance after good performance after good performance. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, that's, that's what he has to figure out, and that's what he's been trying to figure out. I think he's a great human being. I think he cares. I just think that, you know, maybe he cares so much that it can it becomes a detriment at times. So I don't know what to expect from him 
next year. I would love to say he's going to get away from this. He's going to put it behind him. He's going to work hard in the offseason. He's going to come back, and he's going to be a different guy. From that particular aspect, just that aspect, still be athletic, still be making great saves, still be winning games, but just, you know, just try to sort through the things that are holding you back from being at the top of your game, night in and night out. I, I would love to tell you that's going to happen, but I don't know. And I'm sure he would love to tell you that's going to happen, but he doesn't know. But he's going to work at it, and he's going to do everything he could do to be better mentally and physically and get the job done. I, that I expect. I expect him to do everything within his power to try to get himself straightened out and be fully on top of his game at training camp next year. And I, I hope for his sake, I hope for the team's sake, that all of that works because they need him. They absolutely need him. And, uh, you know, he, and, and he wants to be the guy. He, he wants to be there for the team, and they need him to be there for, uh, for them. So I know that's a long, drawn-out response, but that's my answer to your question. If you're with me on uh, Twitter Spaces, you can uh, go ahead and ask to be a part of the show. I'm going to do this with, uh, was it, Liberty 4A? Is that right? Go ahead and unmute, and uh, we'll bring you on. Not looking good. All right, let me go to another question. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do I have you? Yeah, I got you, buddy. All right, there we go. All right, who is this? Uh, yeah, this is Alan. Hey, Alan, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, great show. I love these. Um, hey, uh, just uh, give me an idea of what you think they're going to go uh, down the stretch these last uh, these last ten games. Um, what uh, what's your prediction and where do we fall uh, uh, amongst the uh, uh, the draft picks? Oh, you mean that what the record is going to be in these last ten games? Yeah. What do you think the Jackets are going to go these last ten games? Well, let me see. I I think this week's a tough week to go to New York and Boston. I don't like either one of those games. Um, you know, Florida is in a must-win situation. That'll be the first game back at home, and then Ottawa. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. The ten games, I'll say two and eight. And what are the two wins going to be? That's a great question. Um, I could see winning that Pittsburgh game. I really could see that. I'd, I'd like to win that game, actually, at the end of the year. But I'll be honest with you, Alan. I think the Blue Jackets are in a spot now. I think the San Jose Sharks are so terrible that the Blue Jackets are going to wind up ahead of them in the final standings. I, I really do. I, I think they're – and I'm going to look at their schedule for you right now. Mm -hmm. they've, they've got to play Winnipeg, Vancouver, Arizona, Colorado twice, Edmonton, Winnipeg again, Calgary, and then Edmonton. If, I, if they win another game, I'll be shocked. I'll be absolutely shocked. So Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I thought that Anaheim was the uh, very worst team in the league, but after watching uh, several of the, the last uh, San Jose Sharks games, they're, they're just awful. They're abysmal. <laughs> with the exception of Carlson, yeah. They're absolutely abysmal. And, and again, they want to be. <laughs> Trust me, Mike Greer just took over that job as a general manager. He's dealt off some pieces. He knows he has to rebuild. And, you know, with the things that are available at the top of the draft, he'll be able to to rebuild a lot more quickly with that. So, um, yeah, but I, I think the Blue Jackets are going to, I say, have a heart. They, 
To me, the Blue Jackets have to lose every game left in the season and hope that San Jose wins one. I think that's the only way that they wind up um, behind the Sharks in the standings. And then Chicago's right there, too. I mean, Chicago's now back to within, what, just a point? And the Blackhawks, let me look at their schedule, too, for you here. They've got to play Dallas, St. Louis, New Jersey, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. I mean, they're they're going to be hard-pressed to find a win in that as well. So it's a uh, – it's – if you want the best chance to win the lottery, I think it's going to be hard to get it now. And that's what everyone's asking. That's what everybody wants to know. And I think it's going to be really hard to get that. And Anaheim's schedule, Anaheim's schedule is just the same. They've got pretty much all playoff teams with two exceptions on their on their schedule as well. So it's going to be tough. Yep, well, I agree. Thanks, thanks for having me on. All right, Alan, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, CBJ fan says, who would you call up for the sixth defenseman? Feel like you don't want to hurt the monsters, but you should call up the guy who deserves it. Hard decision for the front office. Who would it be? Well, there's a couple of things you could do. I Look, they said they wanted to take a look at your check again before the year was over. You could do that right now. And I know what you're talking about with the, the monsters. You'd like them to get into a playoff spot. I understand. And that would hurt them. There's no doubt about it. Let me look at their schedule, though. Because that plays a factor in as well, or it could play in a factor as well. So let me see. Oh, this schedule is. I got a. This American Hockey League app just uh, drives me crazy. Oh, here. This is much better. They play on Wednesday, and they play at Rochester. They played Sunday at Rochester, and then they're in Rochester again on Wednesday. If they had to stay in Rochester for all of those days, that is like a fate worse than death. Spending four or five days, three days, two days in Rochester is like, ah, no thank you. So they play Wednesday. Again, if you don't think you're going to be able to catch Rochester, but but you need the points to stay ahead of everybody else. Marcus Bjork could come up. uh, David Yerchek could come up. They play Wednesday. They don't play again until Saturday. So you could bring up, you could bring up your check, let him play Tuesday and Thursday, get him back by Saturday if you want to, whatever. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know. It is a tough decision for them. Or maybe there's somebody that they would like to, uh, somebody they would like to to give an opportunity to. Somebody that hasn't gotten a look yet, and they'd like to give a look to them. Let me see. Let me take a look at this roster. Uh, Kuhlman's isn't going to come up. He just got there. Billy Sweezy was up and played a game. You could do that if you wanted to go that direction. Uh, yeah, I I mean, to me, this is an easy pick because they've both been here before. Uh, Bjork or Yerchek, and we'll have to see how it goes. Of course, uh, they're both right-handed shots, so Blankenberg was playing on the right side, so you can bring up one of those guys and fill the spot. Very easy, right? Yeah, easy for me to say. I don't have to do it. I don't have to make the decisions. So there we go. So anyway, it's going to be a tough week, but this league is set up that anybody can win on any given night. That is for certain. We've seen it before. We've seen uh, the Blue Jackets, when they've been in a playoff race, lose to an inferior team. We've seen the Blue Jackets, when they've been an inferior team, beat teams that are in the playoff race. So uh, the Rangers and the Bruins will not be overlooking the Blue Jackets this week. I'll tell you that. 
they won't be taking it for granted because uh, they know that it is not going to be a, uh, they know that you don't just show up. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, oh, Ryan Christie just asked if we'll see your check replace Blankenberg. I just answered that. Jody says, do you think Marchenko will get to 25 goals this season? It is possible. What's he sitting at now? 19? I want to see him get to 21. I want to see him set the record. I do. The rookie record for the team. I want to see him get to 21. He's only two away from that. He's got 10 games left. Um, he's shooting the puck. I, I think he can get there, at least. I, I that, At the very least, I think he can get to 21. 25 is going to be a stretch. Six games, 10 games, or uh, six goals, 10 games. It's possible, but I think that's a stretch. I don't think he'll get to 25, but I do want to see him get to at least 21. And, uh, you know, Jody Shelley just did this. He talked about this on the television broadcast the other night. When we were in Montreal, he was taking a picture of sticks. And I asked him what he was doing, and he was taking a picture of Marchenko's sticks because Kirill was using one stick, one style of stick, one pattern of stick, and he had scored 18 goals with it, and then all of a sudden he changed to a different pattern. Um, and when Jody was telling me the story, he goes, he scored 18, and then he changed. He scored 18. You know, as if to say, why would you change after 18? But he did, and... Uh, he has a stick that he likes better now, and he did get his first goal with that the other day in Montreal. So uh, hopefully he's going to add some more. But I think 25 is a stretch. I think 21-22 is where we're going to see him cap out this year. All right? Well, thank you, as always, for your questions. They are always insightful. They are always uh, spot on. And, of course, I always do appreciate you sending them and being with me on these Monday mailbags. And uh, I love to answer your questions for you. Again, the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. They're going to be on the road at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. Game gets underway at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Blue Jackets Radio Network and on Bally Sports Ohio. And then the road trip continues on to Boston for a game on Thursday. Once again, thanks for being with me today. Tomorrow night, Blue Jackets and Rangers. I'm Bob McElliott. Talk to you then.